It's Monday, June the 1st, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, America's protests and Thailand's stimulus package. First, the world in brief. Protests that started in Minneapolis and spread across America over the death of George Floyd, an unarmed black man who died after a white police officer kneeled on his neck for more than eight minutes raged through the weekend. Though most were peaceful, some involved clashes with police, arson and looting. Cities instituted curfews and some governors deployed the National Guard. Thailand's parliament approved a $58 billion economic support package designed to mitigate the impact of COVID-19. More than half of the money is to be raised by government borrowing. Two parties within the ruling coalition joined opposition calls for stronger oversight of how the money would be spent. Thailand today begins the third part of its four-stage plan to end lockdown. Two astronauts completed a 19-hour journey to the International Space Station after departing from Cape Canaveral on Saturday. It was a NASA mission, but they made the journey in a capsule built by Elon Musk's SpaceX, marking the first time that astronauts have reached orbit in a privately operated craft. The capsule will remain docked for anything from one to four months before returning its crew to Earth. Emirates became the latest airline to announce job cuts. The carrier, which is owned by the government of Dubai, has around 60,000 staff. It did not give the number of those affected by the cuts, but suggested that trainee pilots and cabin crew were in the firing line. President Donald Trump postponed a G7 summit scheduled for next month after Germany sent its COVID-related regrets. Mr Trump also pledged to invite several additional countries, including Russia, when the official members next meet. He described the current seven as a very outdated group of countries. Russia was expelled from the G8 in 2014 over its annexation of Crimea. Brazil recorded almost a 1,000 new coronavirus fatalities, giving it the world's fourth highest death toll at 29,314, after America, Britain and Italy. Infections and deaths in Brazil are still rising steeply. Meanwhile, Moscow's lockdown is to be partially eased, as President Vladimir Putin pronounced Russia's epidemic to be past its peak. Russia has the world's third highest number of reported cases. And religion is also tentatively coming out of lockdown. Mosques in Saudi Arabia reopened for the first time in two months. Worshippers must wear masks, use personal prayer mats and perform the ablution rite at home. However, the Hajj, Islam's holiest pilgrimage, remains suspended. Jerusalem's Al-Aqsa Mosque also reopened and the Pope blessed the faithful in St. Peter's Square for the first time since March. And now, here's today's agenda. Minnesota burning. Protests sweep America. Americans brace themselves to see whether the most widespread sustained civil unrest since the 1960s continues into a second week. Last Monday, George Floyd, an unarmed black man, died in Minneapolis after a white police officer, Derek Chauvin, kneeled on his neck for over eight minutes, almost three of them after police failed to detect a pulse. Since then, protests have spread to at least 75 cities. In many, curfews have been imposed and the National Guard deployed. The anger is about more than just Mr Floyd. Crowds across the country have chanted, Hands up, don't shoot, a slogan used to draw attention to the abnormally high number of killings by police in America, 1,099 people last year, particularly of African Americans, who are three times more likely than white people to die through police action. Mr. Chauvin has been charged with third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter, and may make his first appearance in court today. Successful prosecutions in such cases are rare. 
no place but home, China's factories. Restarting the world's biggest manufacturing sector amid the pandemic was a tremendous challenge. Companies had to get their employees from around China back to work when travel options were limited and then had to ensure that all wore masks on the job. Impressively, 99% of major industrial enterprises have resumed production by mid-April. But a survey published on Sunday, the Purchasing Managers Index, PMI for May, showed that finding enough work to stay busy is proving harder. The PMI was 50.6, barely in expansionary territory. Any figure over 50 suggests growth, and particularly weak for this point in a recovery. And business such as it is, is almost entirely domestic. A gauge for export orders pointed to a deep contraction in global demand, declining for the fifth consecutive month. Given this external weakness, China's government will face more pressure to stimulate the economy at home. If they cannot, newly reopened factories may shut their doors again. Make or break. Brexit talks again. Negotiations between Britain and the European Union resumed by video link today. The last talk scheduled before an EU leaders' summit on June 18th to 19th assesses progress. Since Michel Barnier, the EU's negotiator, and David Frost, his British counterpart, have taken strongly opposing positions based on their respective mandates, little progress has been made on contentious issues such as EU demands for a level playing field in social, labour, environmental and state subsidy rules, the role of the European Court of Justice and fisheries. Both sides say the other's approach must change if the talks are to produce a free trade deal before the current transition period expires at the end of the year. Little progress is expected this week. Unless Britain agrees to extend the transition period, which seems unlikely, the odds are on no deal, which would mean tariffs, quotas and other barriers to trade from January. Muller Redux Redactions at SCOTUS Robert Muller's report on Russian interference in America's election in 2016 seems a distant memory. But today, a legal tussle over whether the House Judiciary Committee may see portions of the report that were redacted before its release in April 2019 comes to a head. The Democrat-dominated committee has been fighting for access to those hidden bits, as well as grand jury testimony and other documents, since last July as part of its ongoing investigation into Donald Trump's conduct. In October, a district court approved its request, as did an appeals court in March. But on May 8th, the Supreme Court temporarily blocked the disclosure, allowing the Department of Justice a chance to request that the court take another look. If the Trump administration does so by this afternoon, the justices appear poised to decide the case before the court's summer holiday begins in a few weeks. Back to school? Teachers in England resist reopening. Since March 20th, schools in England have been less than 3% full, with only the children of critical workers and those classified as vulnerable to the coronavirus welcome. Today, school gates open wider, but only a little bit. Last week, the government declared it safe for children in reception, year one and year six to return. Teachers, their unions and parents are doubtful. Some schools will remain closed because of difficulties putting in place the government's required precautions, others because they do not believe the precautions are sufficient to prevent the spread of the virus. More will welcome back only one or two of the three-year groups the government wants to return, and it remains to be seen how many parents will actually send their children in. A majority of primary school head teachers expect a third or more pupils to stay home. Finally, here's the quote of the day from John Dewey, who died on this day in 1952. Democracy has to be born anew every generation, and education is its midwife. 
That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.